And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, Couples Therapy Podcast, episode 20 in HD, surround sound, Dolby Atmos quality. Like, hey, y'all. Sounding good. High definition. New equipment. We're excited. I'm not going to ramble on about this, but I'm very <laughs> oh, you're not? proud you're not? to bring to y'all a better quality podcast with better sound. Okay. Just that was the biggest complaint. Every adjective. Anyway, see, I, okay, I'm not gonna go on. I'm just gonna <laughs> tell the people about what's been going on, babe. Like, I'm gonna just move on to the next portion of this. <laughs> they gonna hear the sound and they gonna be like, "Oh snap, finally!" Because that's how I feel. Because the sound wasn't bad, but it just wasn't. It could like, always been better. It that's wasn't the quality, and it's probably gonna get better even with the new equipment we got. So. Yeah, tell you can tell them what you got. I mean, we got new mics. Yep, mic stand, mixing board, cords everywhere. We got monitors, oh so we're God. able to monitor our sounds. Y'all, if we chemically can bust during the middle of this podcast, don't pay <laughs> us no mind. Because when I don't say, pay us no mind, <laughs> first off, y'all ain't gonna get this shit if we chemically can bust. We got cords every which way, That's but be the lost up. files. Yeah, so. Damn, remember us as we were. As we were. <laughs> Terrible quality. That's all niggas was talking about. Yeah. But I'm excited about this, y'all. So, um, yeah, tell them, tell them about what's been going on, babe. I know this has been a long two weeks for you. It has. But it ended on a high note, right? Technically, it's just been one week from Saturday to Saturday. That's a week, right? I mean, considerably. Yeah, it just felt really, really I'm saying long. two weeks since we last recorded. So oh, yeah. Since yeah. we last dropped. Yeah. Um, you want to share them the good news first? No, nah, just go ahead and bring them, bring them through the storm, and then we're talking about your good, good news. news? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. So last week I got news that a friend of mine passed away, like really unexpected, sudden, just like shocking news, and like the yin and yang of life is what I've really been like dwelling on right now because it's been really, really hard for me to accept his passing. Like really, really tough. I feel like I took it harder than I took some family members passing. If I can say if that's I ain't thing. gonna lie, it shocked me how emotionally you took it. But then really? I was like, I don't know you and his relationship. Was he was like an older brother. Co-worker. He was like an older brother. And the thing about him is he's one of those people who Everybody feels like they're super close to him because he's just that personable. Like I arrived at his funeral probably like 45 minutes earlier than it started to get a parking space because I knew it was going to be packed. And I still had to park in overflow parking and walk across the field of grass to get there. So that's how packed it was. But That's always a good thing. Yeah, yeah. That's always a good thing. And like, I don't know. It was just hard for me to accept it this week. And I think the funeral is exactly what I needed to have closure. Because a lot of the stuff I've been thinking, a lot of people that I talked to, and even the pastor had said some of the stuff that like I've been going over in my mind about. But the positive note is that the same day that I found out he passed and I was like overly emotional and couldn't work pretty much, we had tickets to go see Corey Holcomb at the Funny Bone. 
And that kind of just like mellowed me out a little bit. Hilarious, by the way. Like, oh my God. When I Jesus say Corey Holcomb Christ, is. He is off the chain. He's ridiculous. Off ridiculous. The like the first. Chain, if y'all never heard. The him. first half of his set was about abortion. And it was just like. It was came like, out the gates. It was a older, like two couples that were older <laughs> in front of us. And the dude, you should have seen his face. He was just. He just in his tie and shirt. I he thought was he was gonna get up and walk out. His wife was yeah. like, "Honey, it's just, just jokes." jokes. <laughs> that jank was so funny, hilarious. But that kind of took my mind off of it. And then all week, I kind of been like just pushing through. And then yesterday was the day of his funeral, and I happened to have tickets to a concert for that night. So that was pretty much my whole day yesterday. But that concert. Yeah. That Y'all should have saw how she screamed when J-Bug came out, the little bouncy thingy thingy. It was called a toaster. And I got every single moment of my life in the moment that he popped up out of that toaster. It's something about that gap. I don't even make you scream like that. Bruce. Too much? I'm sorry. Bruce, <laughs> I'm are sorry. you kidding I'm me? Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just saying, the way you screamed, I was just like... I clutched the pearls. I did a Diane. I was like, this old gap nigga, you ain't never sung, sung, uh uh-huh, bump, 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 bada bing, bada boom. You ain't never sung nothing. You ain't serenaded me before. What are you talking about? Baby, that's the reason why I love you. Yeah. Can you stop? We're not going to get flagged. I only sung just some words. I'm not talking about getting flagged. I'm oh, talking about the fact terrible? that you sound like a sack of wet cats. Take it back. <laughs> I will not. Anyway. Ever. Anyway. The best part of the concert, y'all. I don't really want to say this out loud. But the Yin Yang Twins. Why is that so Because you just say? don't. When you hear Yin Yang Twins and you hear B2K. You just think, oh, B2K had everybody gone. The Yin Yang Twins came out there and shut it down. My theory is it's the Soldier Boy effect. Like, when niggas got hits, they got hits, okay? Right, right, right. So no matter when you hear them, it's going to always be a hit. And it's going to take you back to that moment where you first heard that song and it takes you back to a time where you were getting quote-unquote crunk or turning up or you know what I mean like yeah it was an exciting moment when you heard um to the windows to walls what was that song called get low yeah and then like uh the whisper song and whistle while you twerk those were but that was, that the was whole, city girls that was the whole point of the tour it was like mad nostalgic y'all when we said we was going in the 2000s dress code nobody can't have stuff and like it was not anybody in there like some people you was like okay that's not 2000 that's 90s but you still cute yeah niggas didn't understand because early 2000s dresses, is a specific belts, look bucket hats oh baby i forgot to tell you i seen at least two girls with the name belt marquee thing I was like, you. there is no way you yeah. bought that. You still had you that still in had your closet nigga, from 17 had years I went, ago. I would have been in that bitch with some jabos, some type of sweat shields. Do you I would have had a straight you, back wig. You still <laughs> own jabos? Somewhere around here. <laughs> I know they in Flint somewhere. Bruh. So, I would have told my mama to send them janks. <laughs> so she this girl had on a baby fat jean suit. Like the jacket 
with the baby fat emblem on the back and then the jeans with the baby fat emblem. Another girl, we sat in a um in the middle of what a walkway is, like on the floor. So a lot of we saw a lot of people. Another girl had on apple bottom jeans with the pocket shaped like an apple. And she had the the t shirt, the baby tee that put that had the rhinestone apple bottoms with the apple bottom and the red <laughs> rhinestones. I was like, bruh, where did you find that? And if you still have it, you did good, sis, because you fit it. You still the same size. She fit it. I was about to say, some people must have been out there looking like some Andouille sausages. No. (laughs) Well, yeah. It was a couple people in crop tops, and my friend was like, bro. I should have, I should, I don't know why I'm ashamed of my body, because they not ashamed (laughs) of walking around like this. Oh, you know niggas ain't ashamed. (laughs) But yeah. And I had on my Tracy McGrady magic jersey dress, some Converse, some slouch socks. I found some. You was looking good. I ain't going to lie. Shut up. I, I found lie. some sunglasses, like the one that fade from pink to whatever color, but I had blue to clear and I rhinestone some, uh, like a, a heart, heart on the side of it. Because I, I like, couldn't find baby, those things. You put the heart in the corner, she was like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Cause at this first I was came like, up here with the glue. First I was like, am I gonna be extra? And then I was like, who nah, am I kidding? Bro, this is once in a lifetime. But I'm also just me. I'm extra period right. when it comes to stuff like that. Definitely, you got to so go. So I took the rhinestones that I use on people's nails, because I'm also a licensed nail tech. I don't know if y'all know that, but yeah, I took that some nail glue and I sat there and I put my little heart in there. I had my side ponytail and my um my blow pop. I, I that's some Virginia stuff. I didn't put my I, blow, I don't know about this. Blow I didn't pop put thing. the blow pop in my ponytail like we used to back in middle school, but I had it on my person and I ended up eating it. And some people was mad. Not gonna say no names because I ain't had enough to share. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so moving on from the scream tour, which yeah. she did meet one of her favorite YouTubers. I did. I met my favorite YouTuber, Tiffany Darling. But I guess her name Tiffany Davis now. I mean, and she famous, so. I was like, no I don't usually get starstruck. Like, I've met famous people this before. I literally was shaking. But yesterday was an emotional day for me. True. Like, I just felt really emotionally raw. So I felt, like, really, really sad. And if it was happiness, I felt really, really happy. And if it was agitation, I felt really, really agitated. But, yeah. Well. That was that. It was a good day all in all for you, though. I was it happy was. for you that you got a chance to see... All them again, like yeah, that was a good moment. It was a little bit nervous because Raz B had posted earlier this week that he won't continue the tour, and I was like, that was the point of us buying tickets because we was like, okay, we got an early tour date. These dudes have a falling out again. It'll probably be at least toward the end of the tour. Yeah, at least in the middle. We the third or fourth show, but yeah, they got it together. Well, the good news that she was talking about with me. I almost forgot about this, honestly. How? Because actually, I, I was about to say because it wasn't no pay raise, but um, I did apply for a new department and I got the position. Yay. So congratulations on that. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was a lot of work. Congrat? No, I'm not going to do that. No, anyway. that's not the right song. That's a That's a sad song. Anyway, <laughs> I, I don't even know what that song was about. It was about a cheat, somebody cheating. No, it was about the fact that she 
the love of her life was marrying somebody else. Congratulations. I thought Yo, it would have been me. All the bands used to play that song back, back in the day when it first came out. And I never understood what that song was. I was like, is it a graduation song? No. It says, I always thought it was a graduation song. Congratulations? What does congratulations mean? I never listened to the words of it. I just heard uh, bands okay. play it. Nah. And they were like, we're playing congratulations. And that's not played. a graduation I never heard the words. Song, I never yeah. heard the lyrics. Basically, the song is about... Uh, congratulations. You just played yourself, pretty much. No. Something like that. She played herself. Congratulations. Right. I you got played. Wish it, I wish it could have been me. I hope you're happy. I can't remember all of it. And she was like, as long as I can breathe, you'll always be the one for me. Well, <laughs> you can be that girl if you want to. But anyway, so. Um, Pumpkin. What? What's some of the clothes that you used to wear in middle school? Hold on. I'm not finished talking about my my promotion. Okay. So then it wasn't a, it was a lateral move, mm -hmm. which I was excited about at the same time. But then later on that week, like literally on Friday, I ended up getting this letter of us getting a pay increase. So I was happy about that. So it was a win-win type situation. Yep. 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 But anyway, enough about that. You know, <laughs> my job is good to me, but I work really, really hard. Um, yeah. So fashions from the early 2000s, that is our, back in the day portion right now. So yeah, uh, yeah we're going to run right into that. Then. So I already told you, I was Jabo, Anichi, academics. You call it Anichi? Yes, that's what it is. Oh. What you, no, what you thought it was. Aniche. Aniche, Aniche. Yes, same thing. You say okay. Hermes and Hermes. Okay, Deborah DeBoer. Javinci and Javanchi. Who say Javinci? Some people say it like that. That's not even close. I know we know it's Javanji, but yeah. some people say it like that though. It's they wrong. we're not French. We're English. I they mean wrong. we're American. So we say shit <laughs> with an American accent. Okay. Anywho. What else you wear? Um that was it? Shoes. We wore J's. People wore forces. I couldn't because my foot is big and they just didn't look right on me. Um I wear I wore New Balances a lot. And you wear Rockerwear? Oh, I definitely wore Rockerwear. And did you, Echo. Did you have a um a flight jacket? Like a, a yes. branded flight Niggas jacket. Niggas still wear that shit right now to this day. Not the Rockerwear ones, but I think that's a Michigan style. What? Like the little zip up joint. Yeah, they're called a lot of niggas really they're wear called those. bomber bomber jackets. No, it's different from a bomber jacket. Really? They look a bomber the same jacket to me. is the one with that neck. The ones I'm talking about. Kind of like well, not flight jackets. I can't from, I can't remember what they were called, but they just had the collar that kind of went up a little bit. Flight jackets and barma jackets aren't aren't the same thing. Mm -mm. Mm. No, I I don't know if they're called flight jackets. We call ours flight jackets, and most of the time that was the jacket that had the orange on the inside. Yeah, that's bomber jacket. Right. That we the words are interchangeable. Like back then we call them flight jackets. Now we call them bomber jackets. I'm talking about a different type of jacket. And that's only, we they it originated from the military, like the people who used to I'm fly I'm talking about planes. a different type of jacket. Oh. But anyway, though, niggas wore that jacket with a fitted and some yays, like, and now it seems Some like yays? Cartier's. Buffies. What is a Cartier? Cartier friend a watch? with glasses. The glasses that everybody wear now with the gold and shit outlined them, those are Cartier's. That's some Michigan shit. Cartier is from Michigan? No, but niggas used to wear them 
um, all the time like that. And then it was like it kind of went down to Atlanta, and now everybody is wearing that shit like that. That was Detroit fashion. Everybody exclusive wore to Detroit. I'm not saying it was exclusive to Detroit, but they were the only ones who consistently wore it. And now it seemed like it's going out to abroad. Niggas yeah. weren't wearing always wearing them glasses like that. You just started seeing it like Migos. For real, for real. Yeah, I guess. Like, yeah. but anyway, though, that's... Do you, is somebody playing a, a, a guitar? No. What is that? Oh, the TV. Oh, bro, these microphones good as a fuck. I, <laughs> we ain't even have to mute the TV. Bro, literally, I'm like, is that a piano? Is a, a is it a, a guitar? It is a TV. I mean, the movie gone off. I don't anyway, hear it no more. But I was just like, what in the world? But yeah, I think my go-to middle school fashions were those flare bottom jeans that everybody used to wear. I would say bell bottoms. I loved K-Swiss. Like, oh my God, I love I K-Swiss. I rock my K-Swiss. What they say, I rock my K-Swiss. Some shit like that, right? When they like Oh, they did have those yeah. commercials. Forgot about that. Mm. Um, socks with the little ball things on the back. The color corresponded with your outfit. Um, jean jackets. Denim skirts. Like denim mini skirts and sneakers and slouch socks. And you said what else? Them freaking belts. What belts? With the, oh, two, with the holes two holes in all the way down. Man, let me tell you how my dad sent me for my 12th birthday or 13th birthday. One of the two. I went to New York for like the second time, but it was the first time I went to go on a shopping trip. Mm-hmm. We used to have bus shopping trips and it'll take you to Canal Street and you can buy all the fake stuff. I was elated. I think he sent me with like $300, $400 maybe. Bruce, when I tell you, <laughs> I bought everything I could. I had those two hold belts in almost every color. I got a name belt. That was the thing about then getting shit in every color so you can have Uh-huh. <laughs> I got a plain name belt and then I got a blinged out name belt. And I wanted to get a name belt with a marquee. But I was like, nah, that's going to be doing too much because that's going to be three name belts. I only really need two. And then what else did I get? Oh, gauchos. I used to love wearing gauchos in the summertime with my mm. Chinese slippers. Did y'all used to wear Chinese slippers like girls of North? It's like a, about them little things with it's the like a bedroom shoes and it has like a fishnet type of hole and embroidered flowers on it. Oh, yeah. That's what y'all called them? Yeah, because they used to buy them from the Chinese store. Well, the oh. Asian beauty supply store. It's kind of racist <laughs> to say Chinese store, but like... That's racist! <laughs> for the first 28 years of my life, that's what we called it, and I'm trying to trying to fix it. But I'm looking for what someone else? to have this outfit on. I can't find Hairstyles, side ponytails, like the hair, top of your hair be braided. And the back be out, so you might flip curl it. You might wear it in a ponytail the next day. Um, braids was just always in style. Micros, pixies. That's funny that y'all call them micros. We call them zillions back home. Because it's a zillion braids in your hair. I guess that's what it was. <laughs> we call them I micros. I never associated it with that. I mean, that's the only thing that I can think that makes sense. I mean, it does make sense. And I think that's about it. All right, babe. 
Put your phone down. I can't find it. Okay, that's fine. That's bogus. That's fine. And I know who got it, but I can't find this page now. But anyway, yeah, so I don't know. We're going to put a post up on our page about uh, 2000s fashions. And we want to know what y'all were wearing back then because we letting y'all know what our fashions were. We're from two different. I'm seven. I was 770 miles away from B, and that's what we were wearing. But it was very similar. You're on the West Coast. Huh? I mean, not the West Coast, the Midwest. The Midwest, yeah. And they consider Midwest? Yeah. Okay. We say pop, not soap. <sighs> we eat spaghetti and chicken, spaghetti and fish. I don't think that's a Midwest thing. It's a regional thing. Because some people I know here say that. What, that they ate? Spaghetti and chicken and spaghetti and like fried fish or whatever. My mama just ain't never cook it like that. I think it was my hypothesis on it is it has something to do with um, being middle class. What? It has something to do with being middle class. Like when they were working in the shops Mm -hmm. and things of that nature, they were able to buy more food in bulk. So they would just eat because they could afford it. That plus, because I, I think about I think about the restaurants, like whenever we would have birthday parties and things like that, mm-hmm. we would always make spaghetti and then they would make chicken to go along with it. And vice versa, they would make fish to go along with it for like birthday parties and things like that. Or when we got dinners, they would always offer spaghetti as a side. That's why I see spaghetti as a side so dish. You see it as a main. We so, never served it as a main dish. So did y'all... So you would make spaghetti and meatballs and fried chicken? We never made it with meatballs, first off. It was a meat so sauce. So it was ground meat in your sauce? Yeah, it was just a meat sauce, yeah. Then you don't need chicken or fish because you already got a protein. That's the logical way of thinking That's about it? That's why y'all niggas thick. Because y'all eating two meats. Y'all like Mexicans and starch. You so racist. That's not racist. <laughs> Facts well, are... You can say the same thing about Asians, Brittany. You seen fat Asians unless it was intentional. That's what I'm saying. But they eat a lot of starch. Noodles, rice, noodles, rice. But not in the same context. We're not gonna go down that road. <laughs> All I'm saying is, is when you when you did a birthday party, what did y'all get? Just pizza? Y'all didn't never do like chicken and, fi- and fish and then spaghetti? First of all, you did. Kids eat spaghetti. First of all, you didn't have a birthday party. You had ice cream and cake. True. <laughs> and that's what it was called. Y'all gonna bring the kids over because we gonna get Brittany ice cream and cake for her birthday. And you mess around, you get some So pork, all them kids came over and they ain't had no food? And they had hot dogs. Oh, y'all had a cookout. You might have hamburgers. You got chips, cheese puffs. La hugs, ice cream and cake. See, the thing is, we get snow, and a lot of kids' birthdays is in the winter. What you gotta do with it? Cause kid birthdays be in the winter, you ain't about to be out there grilling. You don't have to grill it. You can put a crock pot and put hot dogs in a crock pot. This is true. Now we used to do stuff like that too, but my birthday's in April, so it's usually cold. See, we most eat of the Coney time. Islands up north, like chili dogs basically right but you still gotta make hot dogs right and we would boil our hot dogs right majority of the time you don't have to but grill them we just always did spaghetti cause every kid eats spaghetti every kid eats chicken I don't recall none of that happened I don't know that was just how we ate it's ice but cream and regional cake. thing. I think it's a regional you get thing get hamburgers and hot dogs cause chips. I remember in my geography class and uh at Norfolk State 
we had a really, really big discussion about it. The same way soda and pop. It's yeah. the same thing. Just the same way I don't drive American cars. Because I ain't make them. Because what happened? Because what happened? Because y'all didn't make them. Who ain't make them? Southern East Coast. The fact that they were originating in Michigan, mm-hmm. we have an allegiance to American cars. You made a car before? No, my family made cars though. Like they make you one? Never mind. We're not gonna go down that line. <laughs> so anyway, though, yeah, that's just something to think about, y'all. Let me let us know if y'all ate spaghetti and a protein with it, because that's normal to me. Spaghetti is a side dish, not a main. To me, spaghetti is not a side dish. It is a main dish. There's protein if you have meat sauce. And that's also protein if you eat it with meatballs. Now, maybe at a family function like Thanksgiving or Christmas or like a big family event where you got the whole family there and y'all eating a whole bunch of food, spaghetti will be on your plate, mashed potatoes maybe. I mean, not mashed potatoes, potato salad, (laughs) uh, fried chicken, a roll. Some kind of green, a salad. Like when you eat in meals like that, you might have all of the stuff at one time. But as for like one meal, nah. Anyway, so another pay thing. Some bills? Huh? Pay some bills or no? Nah? Not yet? Well. What's another yeah, thing? Yeah, I guess. What's we, another thing? What? Well, what was you about to say? No, nah, I wasn't going to elaborate on it. I guess we was going to move on. So yeah, we'll pay some bills first though, because you know we got ads now, y'all. So listen up. All right, y'all, so we back and we got some really good things to discuss on the second part here. Go ahead and let the people know, babe. Uh, hold on. All right. Well, I was ready. We, we, honestly, <laughs> go, this one go. that we're going to be talking about this week, though, is some like close shit to us because literally, I feel like we're going through this ourselves right now. Yeah. So, um, one of my Facebook friends, who's also a beauty blogger, so I'm going to shout her out. Her page is Miss Underscore Lola Cakes. M-I-S-S underscore L-O-L-A-C-A-K-E-S. Check her page out. She got some dope stuff up there. Anywho, she posted um, this post. I think it was screenshot from somebody else. And it says, the hardest part about loving someone at this age is fitting into each other's lives while chasing your own separate dreams. It can be tough. So I was like, yo, that's a good topic. Because that's pretty much where we are, like you just said. Definitely. Definitely. Like. <sighs> what you feel about it? <laughs> you don't know where to start. Because <laughs> it's hard, man. Because it's like, you don't know. Just taking us out of the equation. Yeah. Just as a young man and a young woman, you don't know if you should just focus on getting everything in your life in order, then date. Because conceptually we want to date and be in relationships because that's just a natural flow of life right but as far as being an adult 
and and being grown and paying bills and shit like that, it was so easy when you was in high school. You know what I mean? Like, what relationships? Then, yeah, because you didn't have any added responsibility. You didn't have any added responsibility. All you had to do was just focus on this person. It was two things: school. Shit, school went on the back burner. <laughs> like for you, just, you, school was never on I the back burner for me. Bro, bro, I was like, nigga, I was like a dog. Like every time somebody came to the door, I'm thinking it's her. It's her. I'm looking up. I'm looking up. Lord, like child. that's all you thought about. You was puppy love. You know that's what I mean? All you thought about. Anyway, so it was easier then. Now it's to the point now where you're juggling, especially when you live together. No, I think you're going too far past the point. It's an age thing. Like when you're a young adult, let's say in your 20s and you want to date and you want to be in a committed relationship, but you also are still working towards future goals. That part is what the I feel like it's talking about. Not necessarily even to the point of living together, just seriously dating somebody and time management, I feel like. Attention management. Attention, right. Because you want to chase your ambitions. Right. And putting someone else into that equation, now you have to... Because you tell me this shit all the time, B. I need your undivided attention. I need your undivided attention. That's just part of being in a relationship. Right. You want to feel certain aspects of love from the person that you spend the most time with. And then along with working a nine to five, even so if you're, if your mind is beyond working a nine to five, let's just say that. And you have dreams of doing something for yourself. It just seems like it's not enough time in the day. And even working a nine to five, like you can be happy with the job you're at, like your situation, like you're happy with the job you're at. You want to grow and you want to go as far into it as you can. And it's like, there are certain things that you might have to do outside of traditional nine to five hours to qualify to get those other things. So in chasing that ambition, you still have to balance a lot. Like I've dated guys and been really into them. And they was just like, I just don't have time for a girlfriend. Like we can be cool. We can be friends, but I just don't have time for a girlfriend because what I'm trying to do doesn't allow me to dedicate 100% of my focus to you and 100% of my focus to it. True. And you just got to accept that. Well, so maybe I'm looking at this in two, we're looking at this in two totally different ways. Mm -hmm. Because you're looking in the aspect of individually. Because that's what it said. I get that's what it said based on what you, but when you told me the topic, Mm -hmm. the first thing that hit my mind is maintaining a relationship where you're already together, you already figured right. out that you we're guys want to do this together. We're going to talk about that next. Right now, we're just talking about before you're even in a... Okay. That was the, that's where my mind went to. Right. But I get it. So just the overall aspect, that... Honestly, I know people like that. Like, that's why you see a lot of women who end up being single for a very, very long time. What do you mean? Because they're focused on their job. They're focused on moving... And being successful to the point, and even men sometimes, they move throughout life and put relationship on the back burner mm-hmm. and put career first. So they end up getting their career and then they like, oh shit, I'm almost 40 years old. I ain't got no kid. I'm not married. 
then when you put yourself back out there, now you're realizing, damn, I can't find anyone that's on my level. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you have that dilemma there. Or it's a situation of settling into finding someone, not necessarily a project. Mm-hmm. This can go for men or women either, you know, because you don't successfully got you, but you got to bring them up to a sp- specific level in your career. And now it's hard to find someone else on that level because your peers are already managed to juggle both majority of them. Right. So you can't find someone on that market. That's the same. So do you think it's a bad you? thing to put career first and your personal that's a choice ambition? It's a choice. Second. It's about what type of life you want. Right. It's about what type of life you want. Like, I can honestly say it's possible to find love and find someone on your level. I have family members who've done it. But I ain't gonna lie. I just really thought that that person was gonna be that cool <laughs> family member that wasn't gonna handle it. The cool auntie that's the single cool auntie who fly that in and out of town to get you the best Christmas gifts. All over gifts. the place, give you the best Christmas gifts. Got all the money in the world, <laughs> get you flights, all that shit. Cause she ain't got, she ain't got kids. She treats you like her that kid, way. essentially. Yeah. Like you're her, her child almost. Even though you're like her niece or nephew or whatever. Yeah. But she spoils you, you know what I mean? Cause Do you think like, well, that would work kids, for you? So. Um, me no, cause I like really, I like being in a relationship too much. I never, cause I, I look at it differently. Like mm-hmm. I know that being a father. It's something that I feel I was put here to do and be. Mm -hmm. So I know that that's a part of my life that I want to make sure I get to. You know what I mean? I don't want to put anything ahead of that that could, in my mind, take me away from my real purpose. Because working for someone or having a career, that comes second to me being a father. You know what I mean? But I how, feel like being a father how is really would you provide for that child if that's not a priority? I didn't say it wasn't a priority, but it's just not my number one priority. Right. Because I don't want to get a child and then my number one priority instead of being my child is the career. It got to be a certain level of balance. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, and I don't want you to be number two. I want you to be number one. Because at the end of the day, Jobs and careers fade, but family is always, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whether you like them or not, you know, the family is always going to maintain. So your family is the only thing that you're going to be able to leave here. That's the only thing that's going to be your real sustainable legacy on earth. Numbers and uh, things you did, all that stuff can fade into memory. But that person that has your DNA lasts forever. Profound, right? No. Your heart just melted, didn't it? It wasn't because of why you thought. <laughs> you gonna explain or no? Hold on, give me a minute. I'm Are to... you getting teary? <laughs> yes, I'm trying oh, not to God, cry. baby. Oh my God. And the funny thing about it is it ain't even about me. I, I know for a fact this ain't even about me. <laughs> <sighs> it it, it is, but it's not. It is, but it is, but it's not. I get it. I get it, babe. Because like literally... Everything that you said that literally was stuff that they said at the funeral about Trey. Yeah. About how like he would take his breaks at the end of the day at work instead of in the middle of work so that he could decompress and not take his job home to his kids. That's important. Yeah. It's very important. Yeah. That's very important. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, so I think it's about what's important to you. Right. Like some people find their career is more important than yeah. a family. And that might just, just come from they don't have really, really good examples of somebody examples or they didn't have um a really really good family foundation or maybe it's just that the desire is well we're not talking about people whose desire isn't there because that would make the whole conversation obsolete but i also feel like i don't know i feel like personally in my case i was the same way you felt like I always knew that I wanted to be a mom. Like people look at me crazy when I be like, I want five kids. You look at me crazy when I be like, I want five kids. Ain't happening. (laughs) I'm gonna just trap you. Why you look like that? (laughs) Anywho, the clock is. (laughs) I know, and that's why I'm like probably won't happen. I might supposed to start at (laughs) sixteen if you wanted five. I might look up and get three and and a dog. Two and a pop. Two and a pop. Possible. See, you don't play spades. That's why you don't even know the the jargon. I know two and a possible, but I ain't never heard nobody say two and a pop. What is a possible? How you have a possible child? Like maybe I might think about another one. Nah, the way you be acting, I think I could sneak five in on you. It depends, man, because you know how I get about kids. Uh, (laughs) My heart warms up a little bit. But anywho, like I was saying, I just feel like I was at. At a stage where I was like, like, this is something that I really want to do. This is the number one priority. And then, like, relationships didn't work out for whatever the reason was. And I was just like, okay, so since that's not happening, maybe I'm going to let that dream go. And that's not, like, really what's supposed to be happening for me in my life. I'm going to be the the neighborhood dog lady and be yelling at you to get off her grass. And being mean and bitter. And I'm going to have a fly career, though. Like Little. Like like the previews of Little look like. She just Mm -hmm. this boss chick, but she just a mean person. I thought that was going to be my life. I mean, so to bring it to what I initially thought, Mm -hmm. that doesn't apply to us. Thank God. What do you mean? Because we don't battle with us not being able to pro- provide enough time for one another because of our careers. Right. We're, but we're we at the beginning stages. This is true. But I don't think that would be an issue of ours. Because one, outside of what we do nine to five, mm-hmm. our ambitions, we want to pursue them together. Right. I think what we're talking about on that level is someone who wants to pursue them on their own because they're being ambitious on a level and they can't share. Like that she no wants else. to be they, they haven't shared that executive ambitious and he wants to be job. a master mechanic. Even, even that, like you could still share that same ambition with somebody. Right. The thing is they don't know how to share. It. But this is my thing. Even if I feel like, even if you have two ambitions, just to keep that same word going, there is a way to put those on the same page. That's what I was saying. It's a way to share your ambitions and manage. It's about what you want to do. You, We hear people, people say, make time. you make yeah. time for who you want to make time for. The thing is, is I think it 
goes back to a level of your childhood. So why do you think that's difficult for people to do? It's in my opinion, because I can't I can only speak from an opinion because mm-hmm. I don't experience this. I think it has something to do with how you're raised, your childhood and a level of wanting to feel like a success. And you don't want anything to come in between that. Success as far as whatever you define success as? Exactly. My definition of success is being a, a provider and a protector of a family. That's my definition of success. Right. Other people's definitions of success is monetary, career-oriented, which mm-hmm. is fine. But it's about what you value, like we said. And if you don't value a family from a young age, then you may not have that certain mm-hmm. level of valuing a relationship with a man or a woman in creating that same environment that you cherish the most. You know what I mean? Right. Or well, you might have just seen an example of someone doing right, the right, same right. thing as a child. Because I, I know a couple of people who just like did not have the ideal or what they envision air quotes as the ideal family. And because they didn't have it, they wanted it for that reason. I mean, it could go either way. Yeah. Or you could say, Oh, it was just family, 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 family. I don't, I'm, I'm tired of family. I just want to be on me. my own. Yeah. I want to be my own thing. Yeah. That can happen that way as well. Yeah. It's a psychological thing. But I think as far as the, the topic that post goes, like, when it says it's difficult dating and pursuing that, I don't agree. It with depends it. on certain people. I don't agree with it because dating weeds is supposed to weed out the people who you're not compatible with. Mm-hmm. Weed out the people who aren't headed in the same life direction right. with. I think it also has to do with the fact that, and we talk about this, I don't know if we've talked about it on mic, but like, what marriage is like marriage is a legal contract yeah and niggas need to get back to the original <laughs> somewhat I mean, close to it anyway the love aspect of it is cool but because i don't want you to think like that about marriage or love because when you said it to me i was like it made the, me cringe the love aspect of it is cool but love alone does not sustain yeah, a yeah. relationship or a marriage. Right. And there's just certain things that has to, it's like a business. There are fun days you have at work, but there are other days when you have to be like, Lord, I got to do budgets. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the same way with a family. Like it's cool when you go out to dinner and you pay, take, taking pictures of babe, but it's like, Lord, we got this bill. We don't know how to pay it. We got to figure out whatever, whatever. Love ain't gonna get you through that moment. And that's why being in a relationship is an interview. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what dating is. I think people have dating... the job. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Because in essence, ain't no more auditioning. You gotta know that this person has this in order. That's why, like, when people jump into marriages and stuff like that, I'd be like, bruh... Do you even know that now you're taking on whatever this person has? Right. You're and taking think, all that on. And I think on a personal level, that's why I blow off people 
especially people who I know close to me, family members, church family, who ask me, when y'all going to get married? You can't rush that. Right. Can't I plan that. on doing this one time. You know what I mean? Granted, things might happen, but I plan on doing this one time. And exactly. I want to make sure the person that I'm with or intending to marry is the person that I can see myself going through all of these things with. And that we've had conversations about majority of the things that we can think of. What's up? I can't deal with what's on BET right now. What's happening? This is like some 13. Sandra Bland. Oh, it's the documentary thing. Yeah. Anywho. It's a lot. It's a lot. All right, I'm going to just ignore it. Yeah, because I won't even pay attention. But I just feel like, and part of me is baffled because it's like some of the people who ask me that, I'm like, you actually know what a marriage entails. A successful marriage. And you just ready for me to just jump jump into into it? it? I'm glad that they're confident that they think I got all my (laughs) stuff together. You know what I mean? It's not even about about, me. To me, it's not even about us having our stuff together. Because one thing I know about life is the only thing that's constant is change. So once you in one particular place and you feel comfortable, something gonna come from a different direction right, and you're right. gonna lose your footing and you're trying to Turn find it. That's just the around. ebb and flow of life. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I want to be secure and at least in this. Because this is the thing that's gonna come under attack from all the other stuff. This right. is the thing that's gonna be affected by all the other stuff. And we gotta make sure our foundation is solid enough. So we can combat those things so we don't let it don't let it attack us and ruin what we got and crumble it and then we're we're on divorce court with Judge Maybelline. Really? I mean, essentially. She don't do judge divorce court no more. I don't know the other girl named Toller. Lynn, Lynn Toller. Toller. Yeah. Do she even do it still? You said I, I don't know girl. the other girl name and literally said her whole name. I forgot she'd be on uh, marriage boot camp, <laughs> so I kinda remembered it a little bit. We need to watch that this week too. But yeah, so but I just feel like it went that's left, what the that's, that's what the dating process is for. Yeah, people get it confused. The dating process is to find out if the person you're dating not only lines up with your visions and dreams and goals, but can handle the responsibility that and comes catapult along with that. You, essentially. Not a, yeah, that too. Cause you gotta be able to know whether you all can elevate together. Cause it can be relationships where one person elevates the other one doesn't or declines you got to be able to elevate together and if y'all can elevate together and maintain a certain bond and certain level of Mm -hmm. companionship then Mm -hmm. that's when you know but it's other things that go in in that as well you know that's when you got your finances your communication the love can it maintain it's all different types of things it's languages and dialects and just everything it's everything so a lot of times the reason why people focus on their career and say they can't do it is because they don't want to put the time into it right this is more important to me right now yeah i'll have more time to put into or maybe they just might be self-aware think about that they're self-aware enough that it takes a lot to go into it yeah, and that's what I feel like. That's but what I feel like. You can like. waste your time and miss because the clock is ticking. Yeah, and you can miss out on it. But that's that's my thing. You have to. Everything has a price. Mm-hmm. And my school of thought 
is my mom always used to tell me, you either going to pay in your money or you're going to pay in your time. Everything costs you something. So if you're, if you're willing to, if you're willing to pay the price of letting time slip away from you for the sake of chasing the track of your career and you're okay with doing that, then that's okay for you to do. And nobody should make you feel otherwise. Exactly. That's why we feel it's a choice. Yeah. But, all right, so bringing it back to the couples aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Maintaining separate dreams. Separate dreams. Or maintaining a household, that is a learning curve. Especially in marriage or in just dating like how we are right now we're not uh-huh. married but we live together so right it's a certain resemblance of marriage that we're put into right and we may not be legal but this is like you said it's almost like an audition almost like i hate to say it like that but we're trying to get it all figured out the same as a married couple would i'm kind of glad we're doing it this way because if we were married and was in this stage of trying to get it all together, I would, it would depress me a little bit. Why? Because I'd be like, damn, man, I should have like got this all together before we got married. I know, but that's just I don't I think feel like it. you never get everything all you together. You don't. But it's certain, it's a certain amount of things would that I want to get Would you feel like you completed. had an out? Hmm? Is that why? No. That ain't the case. It's not about an out. It's about a certain level, like you said, of security and knowing when I go in and we get married, mm-hmm. this is the perfect time for we got X, Y, and Z in line. So this is going to allow us to be more successful overall. For instance, example, me going to college. Mm-hmm. From my background, if you say how I was... um nurtured in learning certain things in my education as in high school as being like a dating type mm-hmm. situation it was unsuccessful so i didn't learn habits like i didn't learn habits like um studying time management planning out certain things right. certain levels of responsibility i didn't learn those things so just like how kids who do learn how to time manage study be responsible puts them in a more successful uh bracket i guess you could say when they when they go to college because they already know how to do those things so they know it takes a certain amount of time to do x y and z you need to write this down in the planner so you can have time to study time to to go out time Mm -hmm. to book your classes you got to know the responsibility of it so it's the same thing with being in a marriage I, i feel I want to have this already done in practice. I'm paying my dues, putting the time and getting the reps. So when I do get married to you, I'm going to be my best version of me for you. That's not what dating other people was too. Yeah. Cause every time you date, you think it's going to be the last time. I hope did. I did. I don't know about other people. Some people just casually date. I didn't. I didn't either. So no, I'm saying that's what I'm saying. I casually dated. Oh, you casually dated? Yeah. I didn't casually date. Were you raised to? Like, was did somebody tell you that? Uh, they might have told me that, but every time I got into a relationship with a girl, 
I gave it's it like, my all. Like, no, I didn't say this. I definitely didn't say this is the one, but I gave it my all as if this is someone I can spend my life with. Every time? Maybe not in high school. Every time outside of high school. I mean, like, after 21. Yes. Really? Huh. I didn't date like that. If if I dated like that, I would never make it official. We just kicked it. We just went out. I never made it um, official. No. I had boyfriends with titles that I was just like... I can't do that. It's probably going to be about a year. That's wild to me. <laughs> and I'm like, why even do it? Why even put a title on? Why would I make you my girlfriend... If I know that I'm only going to be with you for a couple months. That's wild to me. I didn't say, I mean, a year. You already put a time frame on it. Uh, Because you could kind of see. That's wild. That's weird to me because I'm thinking to myself, like, hindsight 2020, whoever's hearing this, they like, damn, she already is going to give me the X. No. And she already knew the expiration on it. It's not that you already know the expiration on it. It's like, we official and it's like, Dang, I can't see this lasting. So, I mean, I get it that you can't see something lasting, but how can you just, you be like, well, I ain't have plans on being with him that long <laughs> anyway, so. No, it's like, I can't see this lasting. And then sometimes there's a caveat of, unless we like, really grow and start to learn each other and do this, that, and the th- I just, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. I always go into relationships with an open mind. I give it my all and I don't really see it. Like I can't see myself being with this because I'm like, why be with her? Why make I it mean, official? I don't think it started out as that. Oh, well, I mean that develops. But early on. Nah, it don't develop all out. Cause I'm like, that's why you don't make it official. red flags. That's why you don't make it official. But people not the same. Like after you lock it in. I get it. It can change. I get it. I get it. I get it. Well, you did the right thing by leaving them. So (laughs) maybe the year was their shelf life. Yeah. True. And then you, I learned whatever I needed to learn from that situation. True. That's a good topic. And I just also, it's also like what my aunt told me about dating, like when I started to date at 16, she was basically like, date all kinds of people. Date all races. Date everybody. She was like, I ain't say sleep with them all. I just said date them. Take them out, pick their brain, see what you like and what you don't like in a person. And then you will start to develop characteristics you would start to kind of make your quote unquote list even though I don't like list but I mean you're gonna have things that's gonna be a red flag but it's a it's a ebb and flow type situation Mm -hmm. it's a give and take cause I can literally say I figured out what I wanted out of a girl out of my first relationship really literally I mean I think my first relationship I have nothing bad to say about it. Yeah, because I think it's the high school aspect of it. Y'all didn't have no responsibility, which is you and that person. But he was also a good dude. She was also a good girl. But she wasn't tainted. It was innocent. It was pure as fuck. It was super pure. Like, it was super innocent. 
And as you get older, people become jaded. More experiences happen. So they see things in a different way now. Their trust has been altered. Yeah. You know, and it brings the worst out of people sometimes. Yeah. Or they develop bad traits from previous relationships or they have certain triggers. And your first relationship, especially if it's their first real, you know, da 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 da, uh-huh. you don't have those things. So it's innocent, it's pure. Y'all are just genuinely chasing a felon, pretty much. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can see so that. you can develop all the things that you just love about love. So do you think that the jadedness that we have at this age is what makes it difficult? to focus on career and relationship at the same time for some but i still i told you what my thing is. i think it's something that has it has something to do with your values no i'm also i'm just thinking no you're just saying is that a portion of it is that majority of it no no it's about value what you value so you don't think if i had you could okay you don't think if i had like a bad okay, so I dated a guy who was an engineer and he worked all the so time. Know, I can't date engineers. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's just like I realized at first I was cool with him date him working a lot, me being by myself a lot, and then like these just amazing dates or these amazing days, maybe like once every two or three months. And at first it was cool because it was like, I get the, because you know how I am. I'm real fickle. Sometimes I want to be bothered. Sometimes I just don't. So I get to live in the best of both worlds. And then it started to be like, okay, today I want to be social and I want to call you and I want to talk to you and I want to text you all day. And like five hours have went past and we haven't talked. And I'm just like, bro, I text you this morning. Where are you? What you doing? It gets to... It gets to be the, to the point where you can't handle it. So like his career, I was cool with him being ambitious until I got in it. And then it was like, oh, like you really don't have, have time for me for real, for real. Like you told me this. I said I knew it. I understood it. It was cool for the first six months. And then after that, it was just like. That doesn't pacify I don't know about that because, again, people make time for the people that they want to. Right. And I'm not saying that he didn't really care for you or like you like that, but somebody was getting that time. And it wasn't whatever fucking engineering company he was working for. <laughs> somebody was getting that time. He didn't work 24 hours. No. But he also did have children. He was a single father. Somebody was getting that time, even if it was his kids. Which... Come on now. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, he I'm was not, dad of the year. <laughs> I'm not that jaded. Don't be naive. But... Uh, no, never was. Yeah. And then things would happen and I'd be like, wait, that didn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, but again. And then that is what jaded me. Yeah. To niggas who was career driven. Because I gave you the benefit. I gave this guy the benefit of the doubt of being so focused and career driven and I'm playing supportive chick, giving you your space to do whatever and basically wait, willing to be on the back burner. Cause I know at some point you're going to be in a position where it'll even out and balance out. 
and it didn't work for whatever reasons and there were suspicions or whatever. So when me and you are done and I'm dating the next dude whose job is very demanding of his time, it's an automatic trust issue. Yeah. Which makes it difficult for him to be focused on work when he also got to pacify me because I don't believe that you've been working for 12 hours. Yeah. But again, that's like our last topic. You got to know how to go into the next relationship as an empty vessel. You can't carry any That's not residue. humanly possible. It is kind of though, B. It's a choice. All we have is our life experiences. This is true. But again, you have choices that you have to make. Fighting through that prejudice, because that's what it is. Yeah. It's difficult. I, I ain't saying it was going to be easy. Choices are hard. Nigga, choosing to pay this bill <laughs> over pay for these shoes. That's not a difficult choice. That is a difficult choice because it may be easy right then, but it's going to be hard as fuck when the lights get cut <laughs> No, that's what I'm saying. That's why that's not a difficult choice. I cannot have that my life. But now you have I'm an like, experience. I'm like, dude, Crooklyn, I now, need my lights. But you now have an experience of not having lights, <laughs> but you got some fly ass shoes on in the dark. You can't even see how Hopefully fly they glow in the dark. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't even see how, yeah, how so, fly they is. But you got to make a decision on is having... A, a successful relationship and me giving my all to this person so I, at the end of the day I can say I did everything I could. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I try my hardest not to carry nothing over and go into it straight up because you can honestly say I don't really have a jealous bone in my body when it comes to you see or no. See. I don't really have no suspicious bone in my body when it comes to you see or no. See. I've never accused you of anything. No. So, and then even when you may say certain things, they don't upset me. But I have been with girls who've cheated on me, who've done things to lose my trust, who've done things to piss me off, who angers me on purpose. The only thing that really triggers me is selfishness. That triggers me. Because I've been in... You think I'm selfish? You have instances. And it may not even be intentional, but it just, it's a trigger. So, right. like, the same way if I tell you no about something, now you take it as me not valuing your, your, valuing your opinion or valuing what you want. Me, on the other hand, when you tell me no for certain things that I ask, it's like... So you saying that the word no triggers me? Somewhat. I don't think so. I don't even think it's the word no, but it's like, when it's something that you want to do, if I don't agree with it sometimes, or if I disagree with numerous things, we just had this discussion the other day. Babe. Right. I don't think that you don't, I think that you don't understand what that really triggers. And I tell you all the time, I don't like being ignored. It's not no that upsets me. It's that when it's the I fact hear someone that, else say it. It's the fact that I feel ignored. I don't like being ignored. Because ignored, to me, always led to unhappiness. Ignoring my phone calls. I later found out he was with another chick. Like, just anything. But this is what I'm saying. So you brought it home for me. About having an empty vessel. Because... Right. 
a lot of times I tell you, baby, you can't take it that way. And not even in relationships with guys. You can be in relationships with family or yeah. experiences that I've had with friends. I don't like being, I don't like feeling like my voice isn't being heard. Right. And I feel you, you take it like that all the time. Right. But, and I try to explain to you, baby, it's not that I'm not hearing your voice. It's about taking what you said into consideration and I played it out in what our situation is right now. Mm-hmm. Or say, for instance, if someone else says the same thing to me and then I maul it over, mm-hmm. that pisses you off. Always. Because you were like, I just said the same thing. Like, Always. And I'm like, I thought about it when you said it and I'm thinking about it when they said it. They just gave me a different perspective of it than you did. That's not me ignoring you. Now I'm trying. And honestly, listen, I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay. They give me their perspective of it. And I'd be like, okay, so B had a point here. Okay. So let me represent this to her now with this new enlightenment that I just got from talking to someone else about it and see if we can come to a common ground on it. That's literally where my head be at. And you be like. Ain't nobody else entitled to enlighten you, nigga. See, I'm the only you enlightenment you it, need. That's not good, though, Because <laughs> now you're taking it as me taking what they say for gold. For gold. Yeah. And ignoring what you said. No, I'm reevaluating it. And the first it's the thing same I way be saying like, is that's the exact same thing I was saying from the beginning. But B, you got to know that I'm not that type of person. You don't know that, though. Because you can't see that. Because you're jaded. You have a jaded way of saying it. I'm working on it. Yeah. But again, I explain this all the time. I say no. Like say, for instance, with the cruise situation. Mm -hmm. I literally, I had a hard no on it from everybody. I was like, you, I told you, no, we can't do it right now. My friends, they would bring it up. I'm like, nah, we we ain't doing it right now, y'all. So then my brother flipped it for me. Because we have a different way of communicating with each other. So he flipped it for me. He was like, dude, dude, I understand that you think it's impossible right now, but just think about this. So I was like, okay, I'll think about it. So then I was like, let me talk to B about it. Because I'm like, if we do it like this, hopefully this is something that she would agree on doing. And when I presented it to you, I'm thinking that you're going to take it on as... Yay. This is no, no, not even yay. I'm like, this is what I was trying to say to you, but now we can have a discussion about it now that you're open to it. The first thing you thought was, so I couldn't get you open to it. Someone else had to get you open to it. Yeah. That's exactly where my mind went. Cause literally you we didn't were, we were saying this. You gave me one thing. nuance, B. I got another nuance. So I put them together and I was like. I got a little apprehend, like I'm apprehend, like I don't want to do it, but I have a little opening where I think about it. So I'm like, let me present this back to B. Cause my whole goal at the end of the day, I was like, I want to try to do this for her because I know it'll make her happy. Right. So I'm like, let me reopen the discussion so she'll know that at least I'm thinking about it. But you like, no, if you weren't thinking about it when I presented it, I'd be damned if you're going to think about it now that your brother. And I'm like, damn, why you got to think of it like that? The fact that I'm even bringing it back up again is for you. Like, I want to make you happy. I really wanted to surprise you with it, but you know I'm not good at surprises. So I just wanted to talk to you about it. So I was like, let's do my, this together. My thought is, 
You told me now on multiple occasions. Hard no. Now I already knew you was at a hard no. And I accepted the fact that you was at a hard no. So in my selfishness, I'm like, don't come to me with nothing else unless it's a hard yes. Because I've gotten my emotions in check. If I even would have came cool with a hard yes, here, you still would have been, been upset. No. You still would have been upset because you were like, now you got a hard yes because your brother told you this? I, true. Yeah, yes. I would have. But I would have got over because like, I, I would have got, got over because we going. But nigga, <laughs> next time, listen to what I said because I was right. That's what you would have said. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Ain't no maybe to it, man. I'm just like, oh my God. Just be open because you got to know the type of person I am be. I understand the type of person you are. And if you weren't the type of person you are, me and you wouldn't work. Moving Do on. you agree with that, though? Yes, moving I on. Just, I think our friendship history allows for this relationship to sustain itself. See or no? I agree. Because it's just so much that you know about me and that you know about why I react certain ways that I do. It's still hard to accept it, though. That you extend me grace that other dudes just would not. And I'm aware of that. I just want you to know that I'm aware of that. It's hard to accept it, but I want this to work with. Yeah, and I want this to work with. so hard. And B, I know for a fact it'd be plenty of things that I do that you can't stand. So I appreciate you that you're open enough to continuously give me chances to work on these different things. That's why we do it like this. That's what is it. Again, this is the interview process because <laughs> I want to have all this out the way. We're not saying that we're going to be perfect communicators, but we would have certain levels of communication already tackled and set in stone to where we know each other well enough. So when we get into a marriage, when I say no on something like that, you already know what my train of thought is before you get upset about it. These are just growing pains that go along with it. This is the first time that we're trying to do certain things like that. So when I tell you no, and the reason why, it's going to be hard to swallow. The same way if you tell me no on something that I have an idea on doing and you give me a reason, it's logical, it's reasonable. It's going to be hard for me to accept it because that's something that I feel that we can do. Say for instance, like with us recording, I was like, we should do reviews. You said you don't want to do reviews. I still feel the way I feel about it, but I was like, I'll let you. Cause I want, if I do it, I want to be able to do it together with us being on the same page. I don't want to do reviews and you not giving your whole heart into it. Cause you don't really want to do it. All right. So I'm cool with the fact, and I didn't give you no argument or no pushback on that. Did I? No. So you told me, no, I didn't like it. I still don't really like it, but <laughs> Hey, I don't want to force you to do reviews and you don't like it. And it is portrayed, you know what I'm saying? Across the platform. So I'm like, it's cool. But the good news was I could have got mad that day when you was in here watching reviews. They it was enjoying reviews, it. They were oh, reactions. It's the same difference. No, it's not. It's the same. Cause I'm pretty sure they do reviews too. No, they do reaction videos. And reaction videos and reviews are so similar because you're giving your opinion on watching something. Reviews. Reactions are they just watching it live and giving you right. the live feedback of it. Reviews. All right. So say for instance, if we was to watch our shows and record it, it would be called a reaction, but it's still taken as a review. 
people will watch it because they want to hear our opinion on how we interpret it because people don't have friends <laughs> like they have no, social nigga, friends you don't have friends no, I can, you know i got <laughs> friends you got friends too but the thing is right now all we got is each other and then other people all they got is just social media right it's the twitter effect it's the same reason why when we watch a television show we go on uh, to twitter show yeah yeah because yeah, we want to know how other people feel about it to see if it's similar to how we feel right reactions same difference because pretty, I'm pretty positive that when people watch reactions, this is something that they already watched. Now they just want to see someone react to it in a similar way and see if they had that same feeling. Same thing as a review. When we get done watching the show and I turn on Bondi, I just wanted to get her point of view of it. She could have watched it live and it would have been the same thing. It still would have been a review, even if she was reacting to it. That's just my opinion. But I could have got mad when you were watching them. But I was like, it's cool. She's opening up to it. It's fine. <laughs> I'll let that simmer in her. You know, well, that's we two different people. This is yeah, and that's what you gotta. That's what the audition is for: is to realize we're two different people, and this is how we can coexist. True. Moving on. Yep, yep, yep. So, for the culture. Yes. For the culture. What's the for the culture? Oh, you waiting for me? I thought you was going to do it. I had it. No, but I told you. You've been taking a lot of responsibility in this podcast. I really appreciate you, baby. Boy, bye. Because I literally didn't have nothing. Y'all see my face right now. Um, We came up with this one together. We was watching the BET Social Awards, and they gave Soldier Boy some kind of award. And we was like, what's that? We was like, yo, Soulja Boy is still slap. Like, well, everything. Well, this is, it plays on the And then we started talking, talking about, like, people who was hot back when Soulja Boy was hot. And then that mor- morphed into the conversation about people who can leave the scene and come back like they never left. A certain artist yeah. that has that gift. Everybody cannot do it. Missy. Yes. Monica. Yes. I didn't even think about Monica when we talked about it. Monica. I just literally thought about Omarion and Sierra. Sierra, Sierra's the queen of doing it. <laughs> Sierra a lead the scene of music. You think she's retired and done. <laughs> she started walking in fashion shows. She will come out with a hit and slap for a year and she disappear. <laughs> I want to put Keisha Cole in it. Mm-mm. But she kind of simmered down a little. She low key she did. Don't get um, in it. What's the song suicide? that she did with what you call him? Hmm. The song she was doing on Love and Hip Hop. Want nobody checking for that? She used to be able to do it. She can't do it no more, though. Who else? That's all I can think. I can really only think about Amarion because of that concert last night. Monica's really, really good at it, though. Yes, because when she came out with So Gone. Ooh. Who? I got two sleepers. Who? Tony Braxton. Yeah. Yeah. Tamia. Tamia can always come back. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. She can always come back with a radio. Sex and Cigarettes was a good album, too. Yes. Yes. Tony Braxton. Was that the one she had with Mm -hmm. Babyface? Mm. No, that was Love, Marriage, Divorce. Love and Cigarettes was the latest one, though, when she had that one song on there where she was talking about Birdman, I think. Yeah. 
That was a good song. But that's adult contemporary. I don't know if I listen, this, I mean, listen to that one. Those are the best artists that can do it, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, I just, nobody, nobody comes back like Omarion. Omarion definitely comes back. It's hitting a hard rough patch right now though. But in my, I'm an Armarion fan though. Distance did good. It but he's been it chasing. It didn't slap like uh it's supposed to be. Yeah, supposed to be. Anyway, supposed to be. He's been chasing that same heat. But it did You're not gonna get that. Supposed to be heat did not come from him. Exactly. Supposed to be heat came from, came from Janae Eco and eat the booty like groceries. Chris Brown. When you put Chris Brown on it, it comes nope, from nope, but nope, it was nope, eat the booty nope, like nope, groceries nope. that changed. It was that, that line. That yeah, one line. That line. Whoever added that line to the song made that song a hit. Yeah. Because you was listening really to it and it took you aback. Mm-hmm. It was shock value. Yes. But it's also a dope dance track. Mm-hmm. And that's Which what is he's Chris known Brown for. That's Chris Brown aspect. Even with Touch. Yeah. Ice but Box. Distance was a hit. Distance was. When he performed Distance last night, I was doing the... And that bitch doing the gip. I was doing shit. the guala. I think it's called guala guala. I call the it little the arm, gip. The arm yeah. leg jank that Rihanna made famous that all the African people was I excited call it about. The gip. Me and my brother call it the gip. Why? You remember on the wood where he was like, is that the dance y'all doing? He was like, yeah, it's called the hip. You remember that on the wood? So what does gip come from? Because we just say, you say hip so hard that you take the H out and you just say the gip. That's me and my brother. I'm sorry. Yeah, you must have had, I I must have had to have been there. Yeah, anyway. Um, (laughs) The gip. Because you're saying hip so, because he said it so hard. I I understand it, it, but it it doesn't work with me. You always just don't get our jokes. Our <laughs> I, humor is good. Really. I get y'all jokes sometimes, but that one, I just, I just didn't. Anyway, Amarion's really good at it. Monica's really good at it. Yes. Tony Braxton. Yes. What else I say? Tamia. Tamia, Tony, Eminem. Eminem, yes. Eminem can leave Eminem and come very back good and be hot. That's in the Rasper. Who else that. can do that? I want to say Lil Wayne. Somewhat. Are people still playing his album? No. Then I would say that's a hard no. Cause you gotta ride, you gotta ride the wave. Yeah. Like you play level up. That's crazy. And people still going. It was, it was a crossover here. It was a pop sense. It was a pop smash. Got yeah. commercials. Yeah. Kanye. The video. Kanye. I said it. I said Kanye, it. really? Yes. Cause no matter what, Kanye shit always being commercials. The album that he came out with. That last people album like was that? trash though. But, so that don't count. You got to be able to ride the wave but with your latest But they played scoop on everything. They played poopity scoop because it was stupid. But it worked. It was stupid. That's not a hit. We were singing it. I was Had he really came it. out with that song, that song would have been a hit. All right. We'll move on for it. We'll agree to disagree. Yes. I think Kanye is one that can always come no. back. Kanye never had... A miss except for that last album. He never really went away. That's this the point true. I'm this making. Okay. It has to be saying. for people who Charlie just Wilson? disappear off the face of the earth. Charlie Wilson never went away. True. Charlie Wilson went gospel. Okay. And then he swung it back around the AC. Uh, which is adult contemporary for those people who don't know. Can you not do that in the mic? Um, that's it. That's it. That's, that's all I can think handful? of. 
Yeah. If y'all think of any more, hit us up on IG and tell yeah. us who we forgot. Prince was really good at it too, though. Prince? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think we, I just we can't put Prince in the Mike was good at it too, but they were a they certain never level. went away. They did though. Man. <sighs> their presence in music yeah, is what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's because they're legends though. So right, that's but that's what I'm talking about. Their presence in music legends, never went yeah. away. Their influence. That's borderline Tony Braxton. So can you put yeah, I was about to say then you can't put Eminem in that then. Yeah, Eminem can. has went off the grid. You can't. Nobody is playing oh. I'm the real shady as I'm the slim shady. We dead it all of Eminem. We forgot one important person. Who? Nelly. Oh. Nelly is good. Yes, that's yes. a good one, baby. Nelly. Cause let Nelly come up with song right now. We own it. <laughs> Even though Drake stole Nelly way oh, a scene rapping. Nelly went over there to Texas and got with a country Say singer. song in my head. Man. I think about it over and over again. So <laughs> you and that run? Let's not. But, <laughs> yeah. Nelly's a good one. Way. Nelly, Nelly is definitely. I did not like that song, but I was singing it all the hey, time. Because they was already Whether we liked it or not, it was a hit. Yes. So Nelly. Nelly's in the top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Five, but. All right, what else we got for culture? What's been happening? Oh, but bringing it back to Soldier Boy. Oh yeah, yeah. This is why Soldier Boy led to that because I was just like, it's the same thing with the Yin Yang Twins. Yes. His shit still hit to this day. Like Man. I literally was watching the Social Media Awards. I can't believe I was watching, but it was good. It was on BET. BET, y'all did your thing with that. I hope it gets bigger. Um, Mike Epps produced it, so. Oh well, maybe they got weight. But um, when he came out there and he did his set, I'm thinking, I'm like, he came out there with Superman. Well, he came out there with Pretty Boy Swag. Mm-hmm. Instant hit. That was a hit. First off, he never made a bad song. Soulja Boy never made a bad song. So he came and out there with did, Pretty Boy Swag. if he did, we didn't hear Anything he put out was a hit. He came, even Shoot Out. Hey, Shoot Out. Oh, now Shoot. Shoot. I yes. about that song. Every song he made was a hit. Literally. So, um, I came out there with Pretty Boy Swag, then he did Superman, then he ended up doing, what did he do after that? Kiss Me Through the Phone. Yeah. Then he did Dunk. Yeah. And then he ended it with, hop up out that bed, right, turn right, my right. swag on. Bro, when I when he sung it, and as an adult, I listened to those lyrics, I was like, that shit inspirational, dog. Like, when you ain't ready to get out the bed that morning, and you play that, I was like, those were profound words. That's why it was a hit. I guess. This nigga is All I the know goat. is Beyonce sung it. And one of her songs. Look, man. Y'all gonna respect Soulja Boy. He never came out with a bad song. And then the song that he debuted that night, low-key might be it. <laughs> <laughs> Write you my check. You ain't Shit. went back and listened to it. I'm <laughs> Wait until we get done. <laughs> Whatever. Or what you was about to say, that? I'm sorry. I don't remember. Sorry. I don't remember. Any more artists like that, though? Oh, Yin Yang Twins. To play oh, yeah, that. yeah. Yin Yang Twins at the concert last night. It was like, I forgot how many songs they had. Like, Chingy opened the show, and we was like, yo, Chingy legit had hits. Sydney Star, that whole situation just... Fucked him up. Threw him off his rocker. And it's crazy because had it happened again today, it, it wouldn't have been, been that big of a deal. deal. 
But what's so crazy is, this is off topic, how everybody looked the same. Like, True. Bobby Valentino looked like he was the one who aged the most and he didn't age. It was crazy. A little, little push from drinking 40s. <laughs> nah, but Yin Yang Twins, they turned the whole Coliseum into a club. Like, they were the people to go see. Like, my friend Sarita, she was like, low-key, this is the only reason why I'm here. Well, <laughs> And they had, ay, 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 ay. I was about to say, to think about it. The Whisper song. Uh, goodness, what else, baby? Get Low. Get Low. Um, then they shop did. Shaker. Uh, shop, salt Shaker. Yeah. Shake it, shake it like a salt then shaker. Then they had, uh, right there, Remix. They was Isn't on it? with Chingy. Wow. Yep. Um, it was a whole bunch of songs. And then at the end, these niggas closed they set singing uh What, what a, a Wonderful World by oh, Louis, Armstrong. Louis Armstrong. And when I say that man sounded just like Louis Armstrong, <laughs> everybody was like Damn. Bruh. So where we were sitting, like I told y'all earlier, was by the entrance. It was two cops. They looked like they was in their mid-30s. They were two white cops. I ain't feel safe. Because they weren't paying attention to nothing. They were singing every single lyric to Yin Yang Twins. They had their phones out. They was recording them. They was dancing around. Let's be (laughs) white. Yin Yang Twins was the high. high, uh, Yes. That's wild. But this is what I think about. And this might be the answer to right. it. Answer to it. Because ATL music still hitting? Nah, not even that. Uh. The whole thing was nostalgic, right? Yeah. You got to remember, out of all of them that performed, Ching Yang Twins, Twins were the was most the crossover music. Yeah. Everybody else was R&B. Right, right, right. This is club music we're talking about. So even the police, them niggas might have been security guards. In and the they club. were still hearing it. Yeah, hearing it in the club. Vice versa. You said it turned the whole Coliseum up because that was the music that we were playing in the club back then. But we weren't in the club back then. Well, that was just because I was a teenager was, and a preteen. Huge songs, though, still, nonetheless. Yeah, 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 true. Those were profound Because when they hits. played Holiday Inn. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And when they played right there. Chicken heading. Everybody <laughs> was chicken heading. Me, Give me what you got for a poke chop. In a circle, the mean face <laughs> on the hand. We was going in. Ooh, do what you do. I was just like, That's crazy. this is crazy. But Yin Yang Twins, was the, they was the one. It's so funny because you really didn't want to say that. I did not. Because I love me some B2K. B2K, but to you got to remember they were all R&B. This was the club This yeah. was the club music of 2003. And B2K only had like two albums. Then they had You Got Served, which they did the Fat Man Scoop Timberland jank from that. Did they play uh, Pump It Up? Nope. That's wild. They could have done a lot better with their set arrangement, but because it's been literally a couple days ago, someday last week, was the 17th anniversary of their first album, their first single release. 17 years since their first single release. Did they sing Uh-huh? Of course they did. They did all of the hits. They did all of the singles. They did Why I Love You? 
Yes. And uh, they did girlfriend. They did a whole bunch of stuff. But it was just like, there were so many album cuts that people liked that their real fans who were there liked. Like when we were walking out, this girl was playing everything, blasting from her car. And she was like, if y'all ain't no real B2K fans from day one, y'all don't know this. I was like, yes, sis. <laughs> and me and her were sitting there. She was stuck in traffic and we was walking to the car and I stopped. And she got out and we were singing and dancing in the middle <laughs> of the traffic. But it was just like, yeah, like it was super nostalgic. And Omaria, who was my favorite act from that whole concert. Mm hmm. Did he bring his dancers out with him? No. Everything he did by himself. <laughs> we didn't even get cool, the touch man. girl. In New York, they got the touch girl. You should maybe see my she, face right maybe now. Maybe she lives in New York. I she don't must know. Live in New York. But the best part about Omarion, the reason why his songs was super hits, because his background dancers was so cold. That's why Chris Brown's so dope. Same concept. That Asian dude with the two ponytails that Chris Brown been dancing with mm -hmm. since forever. He the probably got a yeah with the mustache. Yeah. He reminds me of the dude with the ponytail that's with Bruno Mars. Dude, good, good observation. <laughs> it's the same with formula. The socks, yeah, yeah, um, the dude with the socks. Yeah, with the the loafers. Yeah, but ugh, the shit's crazy because it's a formula. Exactly. It's a phone. Omarion background dancers was so cold that I swear to God, me and my brother, we said, yo, we want to be, when we grow up, we want to be background dancers for Omarion. And it's no like, bullshit. It's like, and you can see them. You may not know their name, but you know their face. Yeah. Same like, way with Beyonce dancers. Yes. Well, people know Ashley. Everybody know <laughs> Ashley. Ashley has to be the most popular. Ashley Everett has to no, be the most popular background dancer. The one that used to dance with uh, Janet Jackson. The the black girl with the crop cut, with the shortcut. Yes. Her and Ashley she on the same original. level. She was the original OG. Yeah, and the Asian Ooh. chick. The Asian chick for or Janet Jackson was the choreographer. Michael Jackson back, background dancer is the same way, though. I never really I don't know their name, but he kept the same ones. Oh, he did? For the most part. And oh, it was the, specifically the, the one. The white dude with the box hair, that hair that looked like Tito mm -hmm. with the Botox looking face. Yes. I do remember his background so, dances. I don't know. Maybe it's just a performer, performer thing. Yeah. And I mean, once you find people that you gel with who are on the level that you are and make you look and as good as you moves, are no and what. stand. Yeah. And you, that's the less people you have to train to keep mm -hmm. doing the same dance moves. The less, they yeah. ain't changing choreography every day, yeah. B. This shit's crazy. It ain't even worth it if Omarion didn't have his background dances with him. When he did Touch, I was just like... I saw... The oh. little butt thing don't work no yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this doesn't work. When I when I saw him perform at O and he didn't have his background dances, well, I'm like... And then with the, the girl and the both of y'all do the O's <laughs> together. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yes. Man, that was the no hardest choreography dance. still to this and day. And this was my thing. Oh, that I so said dope. they should have took a book out of New Edition's page. When Bobby Brown is doing my prerogative, you the other four dudes dancers. are the background dancers. Yes. Granted, Lil Fizz don't dance that well, and we already knew that. <sighs> How do you not have a He could have just dancers. got them to learn the choreography for at least oh. Or and touch. let them do that. 
Touch and O has to have background dancers. Or use the Pretty Ricky background. Because them girls that Pretty Ricky had, you would have liked them. We got to move on because I'm... My mind <laughs> is bad blown. Luck. All right. What we got for Up On Game? I'm about to... When we get done, I'm about to watch the video. <laughs> what we got for Up On Game, baby? Come back. <laughs> All right. So we got these new services. Well... New services. We have this oh. new service out. Rain? Yes. I don't think it's new, though. It may not be new. But all the black shows that we used to watch on YouTube... That was around the same time when Issa Rae was getting her thing popping. Yeah, like Black and Black Sexy. Black and Sexy. Uh, well, that's really the only one I really know. But <laughs> yeah. like the same things from like UMC. And even like, um, yeah, Just UMC. I don't people. know if we if a lot of people know about UMC. UMC.com. It was. Yeah, giving people free plug. It's made. Of course, whatever. Um, it's made by the guy who was the president, the one of the founding presidents of BET. And it basically does what BET did back when BET was like illustrious. It's popping. We we working on getting it back there. Y'all know our plight with BET. Um, Avid BET supporters. Yep, yep, yep. And um, basically it has like black movies, black shows. I think they got a reality show now called Behind the Pole about strippers. So if y'all into that, you can watch that. Everybody's into strippers. Um, yeah, documentary about uh, the yeah, strippers. Was really, really good. It was good. And the girls who were in Cardi B's money. No, not money. Yes. Money video. They're in. They're some of the girls. And the girls who was in Candy's dungeon party. They the same people from the dungeon party and Cardi's video and a documentary on UMC. And then on Rain, like Bruce was saying, it's, um, they have a lot of black and sexy, which is like web series stuff. If you're into like. Denise shit on there too, ain't it? No. No, it's not. Denise has her own one called The Plug. Plug TV. Plug TV, yes. When I tell you she's one of the greatest. And she made it to the second season of Love Is. And and it got canceled. But what's crazy is the the lead male in Love Is started doing YouTube series on stuff that she wrote for. And she ended up coming in as a writer on the show that he was on. Yep. But was yeah, those make- are the three streaming services that y'all should check out if y'all are into like black entertainment. And then it also has old movies like um, what's the movie where Denzel was the principal? It looked like oh, Me. I know what you're talking about. That's up there. King Kieran before he had white people ish. He um did this show called Com- Comedians and Cocktails. It's like a sit down interview with a whole bunch of different comedians. That's exclusively up there. It's a whole bunch of stuff and they have like free trials and whatever else. So UMC, the plug TV and rain R E I G N are three streaming services to check out for cultural content. That's and all. I'm also going to plug the get the draws mixtape volume oh one. God, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to put it back out there for y'all. I'm putting it back out there for y'all. Good, good music. Oh, another thing that we want to uh, promote, Boomerang, if y'all not watching it, we watch it. Stop. It's getting good. It's getting good. I ain't gonna lie. I'm no, actually not gonna stop promoting excited. Stuff, whatever. I'm excited about watching it. Man, that show's so slow. It's very slow, it but I like it. It started out though. slow, but it's, 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 it's good. good. It's good. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Atlanta. 
Yes. Yes. Because Atlanta, avant- it ain't slow, but you just be like, what the fuck am I watching? It's avant-garde, but yeah. you can't not watch it because it's that good. And plus, they just got beautiful looking people. Like, they're interesting yeah. to look at. Especially that and one And the way girl. they shoot it. The one girl that uh, dates the, the preacher. That's yeah, the preacher. She's like. very interesting looking, but in a good way. And it's dope because, like, the the episodes go slow into, like, the last five minutes. So it basically builds up all these things. And then in the last five minutes, something happens. Like, the last episode when the preacher, ex-wife, uh, the young, it's a young guy. He's a preacher and his ex-wife, like, they, he was, she thought he was smiling at her. Mm-hmm. And she, I guess, was starting to warm up to he was smiling. him again. Yeah. And then she followed his gaze, and it was a girl that he had met the night before at a party, at sitting the in the congregation. In the parking lot. Yep, at the let out. And that was very interesting. So that's what, like, every time I just be like, why am I still watching this? At the very end of the I episode, like I'll be like, okay, this is why I'm watching I it. I like it. Now, it's slow, but again, I like it. I, I, the thing is, it's just not enough time. They it should be an hour. It should be an hour show. Even though it's slow. It would be a lot more interesting if two episodes were actually one episode. American Soul, really, really good. That's a limited series. When is it over? I don't know. It seemed like it's going to get a season two, don't it? <laughs> but it was supposed to be a limited series. They're going to ride that wave off the success of that, I think. Uh, okay. They're going to come out with a season two. We shall see. It's really, really good. All right. You, ready? you don't think it's good? Damn, you ain't even saying it's good. It is. It I'm is. waiting on your cosign, though. That's all. I'd be pressed to watch it. And the profit. But we out of here, y'all. So Oh, the profit? I thought we were talking about the profit. I know, before. but we're reiterating it too though. What channel is that? It. Uh CNBC. Yes. I don't know why I want to say MSNBC. No, I say CNBC. Whatever that stands for. If you enter entrepreneurship or just how business works, mm-hmm. wanna watch something interesting. It's like Shark Tank, but it's deeper it's because hands-on. this guy invests in people's Business, existing businesses and helps make them better. So me and Bruce, because we have a lot of dreams and aspirations and ambitions. goals and plans that we're actually going to do, we watch it. And it gives you a lot of knowledge, at least a ground knowledge. So when you're hearing people talking about certain things, you'll have a point of reference. Got to keep your mind on the prize, you know, your eyes on the prize and your mind on the end, end result. And honestly... That's a testament with the equipment that we got, right, babe? Yep, yep, yep. We're investing in ourselves. We want to take this to the next level. So we want to present our audience with a great sound. So uh, we really hope that y'all appreciate what we're doing right now. We spent a lot of money on this, and we hope that y'all like the product. Um, don't forget to follow us on our social. <laughs> plural. You put a plural. What is it, plural? What's the socials? It's just really our social, our Instagram. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. We have Facebook Couple, page, but we stay on Instagram. Yeah, we stay on Instagram. Uh, Couples Therapy Podcast. No the, just Couples Therapy Podcast on IG. And um, we, we're going to keep posting questions and more interactive stuff. Just comment. We love you guys. And um, say bye to the people, babe. Bye, y'all. And we out. Hope you like the way we say. <laughs> I see you looking what you're looking at. 
Boy, you so late, get out the past Watching me walk away, you want it back I know, I know, yeah, I know Heard you been asking my friends about me Trying to see where I've been Trying to see you one week Trying to slide back on the slit, yeah I know you mad and your feelings yeah. You were sleeping on the cake, yeah Now I got you feeling sick And you madder than a bitch, yeah When you messed up, now you back like a boomerang Boy, you messed up, now you back like a boomerang. Right?